It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it's Friday, February 3rd, and today we'll be talking about what else? The search for the Cardinals' new head coach. I've got a couple of good news Cardinals announcements, and I'm bringing in my returning guest, my coworker, a member of the faithful, Dougie Fresh, kicking the bits on Twitter for a little talk therapy on the 49ers' loss. Let's get into it. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Kelly Singh. The sickest Arizona Cardinals podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick, sick. Welcome, welcome to the sickest Arizona Cardinals podcast. I am Kelly Singh. If you're new to the show, we've been doing this all season long and into the off season, bringing in guests, being by myself, sharing some headlines, but a little bit about me. I'm a Phoenix native. I'm a content enthusiast and I'm a general all-around fan. So if you disagree with the things I have to say, that's okay. I don't consider myself to be a head coach, a sideline coach, a player, anything. I am just a fan. Uh, What else do I want to tell you? Anything else exciting? I guess not. I stumbled across a couple of good news items. Actually, I may only have one good news item. There's a couple of good news items, but one of them in particular, Buda Baker. Everybody loves a good Buda Baker defensive Arizona Cardinals uh, safety. Excuse me. I'm choking. (laughs) Buda Baker has ranked second in the inaugural Players All-Pro team. So out of the top five, Buda Baker ranked second behind Derwin James. But what I find interesting, Doug, is uh, J.J. Watt. Where's J.J. Watt in this? Buda Baker is the only Cardinals player listed for these this uh, inaugural all-pro team, and I find that to be a little odd. I mean, for offense, sure. Offense was dicey for the Cardinals, but defense... I, slight or no? I mean, it's a slight, but as a 49er fan, Christian McCaffrey didn't even <laughs> make the Pro Bowl. So yes. I, I really don't Girl. look into uh, those types of accolades. Uh, I'm sure the players don't care. Um, I mean, 
to make all pro i'm sure it's an honor for a lot of these guys that get that acknowledgement and and they accept it but at the at the end of the day you know who's making these decisions that's true that is very true i mean we could look at just even the pro bowl team where we saw uh tyler huntley make the list ahead of other players really (laughs) yes i didn't know that ahead of um Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Uh, And some people say, like you mentioned, how do we know how these are chosen for that particular part? It is that panel, which happened to have Ray uh, Ray Lewis on it. So there's a little home cook in there probably for that alternate spot. I mean, is the Pro Bowl even decided the same way as the MLB All-Star Game? You know, like the MLB. Well, yeah, but the MLB is like 100% fan vote. And then, well, I mean, well, no, yes, go ahead with what you're saying. Like MLB, it's like, you know, the starting lineup is 100% based on the fan vote. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, there's coaches decisions Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Christian McCaffrey was one of the most popular players in football and he didn't make it like at all. So Mm -hmm. it it was like how much of it in football, Right. how much is it fan vote versus. I understand a lot of that weight is this panel of um, past players and such but i'm not sure about this particular award the all pro team i actually don't know how that's chosen i just thought it was super weird and if we're talking offense no deandre hopkins that feels a little weird but not totally i want to say though this is a piece of good news i'm very happy for buddha i'm very happy for arizona um and that recognition was well deserved do they with the all pro team is there like someone from every team represented it feels like that. Now that you said that, if you guys know, tweet at me because I literally just saw this really cool graphic, tweeted out, and I thought, you know what? Let's share about Buda Baker. But it is also based off position. So these were safeties. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm wondering like who it was that they chose over like JJ Watt in his position, for instance. So I'll mm-hmm. have to take a look into that. Yeah. Um, you know. We're just going to go right into the elephant in the room, which is still the search for a head coach. I know you're not a Cardinals fan, but you love to talk football with me. Yep. Uh, My favorite candidate as we're going into this may be uh, Lions defensive coordinator um, Aaron Glenn. I think that might be my favorite. He's getting his second interview or may have had his second interview already as I'm recording that this, this week. Um, I also really like Brian Flores. I think both offer an opportunity for diversity that is not here and it's not forced diversity where they have that stupid rule where they have to interview people of color and they have to interview women. I really feel like these are earned positions that create diversity, but also bring up coordinators and past head coach in Flores's case that um, allow them to grow their careers. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I've never really been a big uh, head coach, you know, searching person. I, uh, I don't dig right into it. I'm not familiar with every team's offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators. Right. Um, so I, I honestly, yeah, I honestly can't, you know, speak on, you know, the coaching pool per se. I know that over the last like four or five years, the 49ers have basically lost 
every yeah. coordinator that they've had. And I really all gone wanted D'Amico Ryan. Yes, they've all gone on to head coaching, which is great for them. Um, you know, we'll see what happens and how that uh, pans out for their individual careers. As far as the Cardinals go, I, I think, and we've talked about it, you know, like talk about a dumpster fire, right? right. Like something is going on in that office and hopefully, you know, like the ownership and people that make those decisions can, you know, get that organization uh, turned around and, you know, they have a lot of talent. There's a lot of people there. So I don't want to say it's like rebuilding uh, quite yet, but you know, if you get the right people in place mm-hmm. in management and, and coaching positions, you know, you guys could be right back in it in, in as little as next year or the year after. Definitely um, the year so Brian Flores, you know, what are you looking for? Are you look for experience. Brian Flores has that experience. Are you looking for someone with heart? Um, you know, I would imagine the way that Dan Campbell has ran that organization, any coach that comes from his right. branch or history That's my thought too. is going to have that heart and that passion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then who's available? I mean, There's I took a, a look. I took a look at those names. There's a lot. I took a look at those names, but I couldn't. Two from the Bengals, offensive and defensive coordinators. And look at what the Bengals have accomplished over the last two years. So, you know, you can't go wrong with, you know, as far as success goes, you know, that offensive coordinator, that defensive coordinator, they've they've had this success. So, you know, obviously when you're, you're making those decisions and you're thinking about like, who do we want? You look at, you know, past experience, you look at, you know, uh, who was their mentors, the tutelage and, um, you know, and then you look at what they've accomplished in recent years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, same. And that's kind of how I'm weighing it. Cause I don't, I'm not super familiar with everybody's offensive or defensive coordinator, but when yeah. you look at the teams and what those teams have accomplished, yep. you can make some deductions. You mentioned rebuilding, or maybe not quite rebuilding, but I'm going to go ahead and call it rebuilding for rebuilding's sake because we've got a new GM. Mm-hmm. We've got an open head coaching position. We've got, gosh, endless, endless, just back office new. Mm-hmm. And then we have Kyler Murray who will likely be out. They're saying half, half the season or more, but I'm thinking – Based on what we've heard, it takes a year to recover. That would put him out the whole season, okay. wouldn't it? I would think. Yeah, well, yeah, because the injury was so late in the season, right? <laughs> yeah, December, and yeah. then the surgery wasn't until January second. Yeah. So, um, That's it would be tough. it would be very tough. So, I'm assuming we're going to pick up a quarterback. Um, I don't think that we will rely on backups for the whole season. I just can't imagine that happening. Yeah. Um. Then we have injuries to overcome. The Cardinals have a ton of injuries between uh, Hollywood Brown, Rondale Moore. Um, there's rumors of DeAndre Hopkins being traded in the offseason. And the defense lost J.J. Watt. Um, there's a lot, a lot of rebuilding happening. So I don't think this will be our year for yeah. the Cardinals. Um, but I will say we've held on to draft capital by not going the route of Sean Payton. Yep. Money wise and trades. And, and now that you put it in that perspective, I can see where, okay, yeah, this year will be a reboot in the year. I mean, Kyler Murray's not even going to be ready for the start of the season. He may not, you, you might just want to let him sit and get fully recovered, right? right? Don't go out and spend any big money on free agents just yet. Right. Um, you know, trade DeAndre Hopkins to get more draft capital, mm-hmm. trade, uh, you know, some of your veterans that are still relevant 
and and get that draft capital. And you know what? You know, get your head coach in and let him get into the position to establish a culture. Mm-hmm. And then from there, yeah, I agree. Build. There you go. I agree with you. I think from what I'm seeing in the mock drafts, I know you don't pay attention to the Cardinals per se, but um, what I'm seeing, friends, in the mock draft is that we're going for defensive positions in the draft and potentially in our first free agency pick. And I think that's a good move. Um, While the bench did a phenomenal job coming in throughout the season, there was one game where every single person on the roster hit the field at one point and they won that game. I have to go back and see which one it was, but I remember I reported on it on the show where I was like, can you believe every single person on the roster hit the field? Wow. Um, so there's a lot to be said for the team we do have, but there's a lot of missing pieces. Um, and there are a lot of candidates. I want to give a shout out to a uh, friend of the pod, Danny Druin at Danny Druin on Danny. Oh my gosh, Donnie Druin, fan of the pod at Donnie Druin on Twitter. Donnie, don't hate me. I am caffeine deprived right now. Donnie has a fantastic article out on Sports Illustrated right now, and it talks about the remaining candidates for the position, uh, kind of what their pedigree is, where they where they stand. And one thing I want to call out is it's it's only been reported that Sean Payton and um, uh, what is his name, Dan Quinn from the Cowboys mm-hmm. have been interviewed twice. Dan Quinn has stated he's going to stay in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton has gone to Denver. Mm-hmm. And now we have the only other candidate who's been interviewed twice, and that is going to be um, Aaron Glenn from the Lions. Okay. So I think there's something to be said there. That's great. Um, Vance Joseph, who would be promoted from within the Cardinals' current defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. is not a fan favorite, but I will say at least he does have franchise history. There's something to be said for that, but it would be nice to get some new blood, some more diverse blood. Arizona is not the most diverse of states. Um, so I'm really excited to see what might come of that um man i feel like i have beat that into the ground there's really not a whole lot more that can be said about the head coaching position and normally i'd wrap up the show because it would just be me giving you the latest within 15 20 minutes but i want to talk to doug dougie fresh at kicking the bits on twitter a bit about what are the faithful feeling? Because the Cardinals and the 49ers are long um, rivals, longtime rivals. And um, I know that there were many Cardinals fans who jumped on to the 49ers train to just support the division, to support our region. So going in, watching the game, Things unfold. How'd you feel? Let's have a little talk therapy. <laughs> um, I mean, not to make excuses, um, but it is uh, it is a tough one to swallow. It's a tough pill to swallow. Um, you know, the team, uh, 
they just battled from like did. the it, ground I mean, up from week two is a battle i mean yeah i i've you know, I have my opinions about Trey Lance starting and, and being a part of this organization with Jimmy still under contract. And I'm a big Jimmy fan. I, I know there's a lot of people that are fans of the Niners that didn't like Jimmy Garoppolo and they wanted that trade for uh, or that change with Trey Lance. And I, nothing against Trey Lance. I just thought that with Jimmy's history as a, as a 49er, you know, NFC championship games twice, uh, Super Bowl once, like Jimmy is a proven winner. And we had the team to to take that into the season. And, um, you know, I thought Jimmy gave us the best opportunity to win. Uh, you know, so when Trey Lance went down in week two and Jimmy was in, I was that's kind of when I got really excited for the season. And, um, you know, I think we had a three and four start and that was really rough. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, things got rolling and we started winning games. And then when Jimmy went down, it was like. You know, I know. Here we go again. But, uh, you know, here's this kid, Brock, comes out and, uh, you know, what he was able to accomplish. I mean, it's amazing. Phenomenal kid. Um, and, and I think anybody that did jump on that Niner train after the fact, uh, you know, did because of what he was able mm -hmm. to accomplish. I mean, that it's like America's quarterback. It was. Right? I mean, if what you weren't cheering for Purdy. Who right, are you cheering right. for? What a feel good story, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the last pick in the draft and, you know, barely made the roster as the third string quarterback and then to go on and lead the team to 10 straight wins in an NFC championship game. And then all of that just to get hurt <laughs> on his first like drop back. <laughs> and and um, so it, devastating, devastating, but no excuses. You know, like some people might say, well, it's hard to win. Um you know, when you have so many injuries and, and that's football, right? Yeah. Like the injuries are part of the game. You plan for that stuff. Like if you were, you know, you go into a game with two, three quarterbacks, you have to have a contingency of what happens if you get down to your fourth quarterback or even your fifth quarterback. And it seems like the 49ers just didn't even tap into any of those options. I know uh, Kyle Juszczyk is a, an emergency quarterback. He could have took the snaps. He could have made the throws. They could have game planned around it, but I mean, it is what it is. It, it sucks. It hurts. Um, I am better than I was yesterday. Not as good as I'm going to be tomorrow. Uh, you know, life goes on. So uh, just getting ready for a Super Bowl. Who uh, do you want to win? Um, that one's a tough one. Um, and it's not so much about how any of the teams are built. And as you may know, but your listeners probably don't know this, but I have a tradition. Every year for Super Bowl, I go to Vegas to a friend's house and I will pick a team to root for and I will buy a hat for that team. Um, I have root for the Eagles in the past against the Patriots and um, I have a hat from that Super Bowl. I have root rooted for the Chiefs against the Patriots or no, the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. And uh, they lost that one. Um, so for this year, I, I chose to buy uh, Philadelphia Eagles hat and uh, only reason is because um, I don't know if the high ankle spring of Patrick Mahomes is going to I, I know the guy's incredible and he's played through injuries and he can do incredible things I don't know that that defensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles is nasty yeah 
And and if Patrick Mahomes can't get outside the pocket, it's going to be a very long, difficult game for the Chiefs. I agree. I feel like, yes, he played through it last weekend. It was miraculous. He dislocated his ankle one time and threw it was <laughs> a left-handed touchdown. I mean, like the guy is incredible. He's incredible. He's just he's putting mind over matter and powering through and yeah. getting it done. And and you know, there's not many people who could do that, but that doesn't speak to his mobility. That speaks to his heart. That speaks to his pain tolerance. Yeah. But you can't just and Hassan Reddick is a, a Reddick, yes. Hassan Reddick, I mean, he was second in the league in sacks, completely flew under the radar. Like, I I have heard of him before, but I didn't know who he was. The Cardinals got rid of him. And it wasn't until, yeah, I've heard of him before, didn't know who he was, and then we, uh, I I didn't want to say that word. (laughs) <laughs> but we fucked around and found out. Like, yeah, 49ers found out about Hassan Reddick real quick. Um, Brock Purdy will never forget that name, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, Reddick, Hassan Reddick was on the Arizona Cardinals, drafted to the team, and um, just it was apparently not a fit for us, but I know that everybody is crying now um, because yeah. he's just killing it um in philadelphia he's a linebacker that was second in sex wild (laughs) it's just wild and i love uh jalen hurts i have loved jalen hurts since the day he came into the league and i've had him on my dynasty team um and it wasn't this season but last season people were like still not drafting him and I'm like, why? Well, because the Eagles suck. It doesn't matter in fantasy football if the team is not succeeding when the player is the one scoring the points. Well, those are those are the players that I like to play against. Yeah, <laughs> because you get a good team. I mean, 30-plus fantasy points Average. even last season when the Eagles were a losing team. Yeah. So a lot of talent there. Lots. A lot of talent. Um, you know, A.J. Brown signing is huge, of mm-hmm. course. And then um, – Devonta Smith. Smith. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a great They're like team. leading together. Yeah. So I love that. When you have, you always hear like, oh, they play by committee. And that is typically a bad news when you're playing fantasy, at least. Um, but in this case, they're just so badass together yeah. that it doesn't matter if you had AJ Brown or Devonta Smith. And then, you know, now that fantasy has come to a close and we're just watching football, it's just good football. Oh, yeah. It, it's fun to watch them. Um, I didn't watch a lot of Eagles games this year, um, you know, but we we saw it on this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a nasty team. That's a good team. And yeah. and they're built for longevity. So that they should be good for a handful of years. Oh, yeah. So the, the East have their hands full for those other teams that are looking to, you know, make the playoffs uh eagles are going to be a tough team yep well thank you so much for joining thank you for me. having me i'm so glad that i wore my favorite shirt <laughs> for your podcast you don't today. have enough doug in your life I don't, you know it's friday and i wanted to be rambunctious and spontaneous and i had this in my car and so i was like hey i'm gonna wear this so did i animal print yeah that's my expression today well we can call this animal print <laughs> You're an animal. (laughs) Um, Great. Stay tuned. There's still plenty of sick podcasts every single week, once a week, off season, twice a week in season. 
going to be at the Super Bowl festivities next week, starting midweek for me. And uh, upcoming already is the draft. Um, planning for that. Exciting, exciting. So lots of stuff to talk about. Stay with us. Follow me at Kelly and Phoenix on Twitter. Send me your comments. Send me your questions. Tell me if I messed something up I want to hear. Before we go, I did, um, I hope my production crew has this on cue. I forgot to mention, I found this tweet that I thought was so hilarious. It's only going to make sense to Phoenix locals probably, but uh, video games and chill on Twitter. This just in, the Arizona Cardinals have requested an interview with the manager of Shane Co. on Scottsdale Road in Acoma, one mile south of Bell Road. So the reason this is so I can't even read it without laughing because Shango is a jewelry company in Phoenix. And that little bit, that last line of where they're located, it stands out and it's on every radio commercial. Okay. It's on every television commercial. Like where's Bell Road? Um, it's north. Well, it's north Phoenix, but it runs east west across the whole valley. Okay. Um, and um a coma and Scottsdale's and Scottsdale. So it's a mm -hmm. fancy part of yeah. town is their main business. But that it's just so funny because when you're listening to the radio, that commercial always breaks the news like one mile south of Bell Road on a coma. <laughs> and so I thought that was hilarious. There are several tweets out there like that that are more relatable to people across the country. But being this is a local homegrown yeah. pod, I wanted to bring that in. Thanks so much. Video games and chill for the laugh. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Kelly Singh on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google play, and Apple podcasts.